Welcome back to the couch, ladies and gentlemen, joined here as always by Max and Jordan. Uh, gentlemen, instead of starting it off with, you know, gambling recaps, uh, we just watched a phenomenal Celtics game. Okay. I I, th- I know we all want to talk about it. Uh, they just beat up on the 76ers, 126 to 117 in the Garden. Home game number one, one to know. Great start to the season. Uh, yeah, I, it was just awesome to watch. Anybody, uh, anybody can take it. Sorry, I I was just waiting for Jordan to hop on, but that's okay. It was fucking phenomenal. Um, I really think this Philly team is going to be super good. I I am holding on a Philly uh to win their division and to, I believe I think go to the finals ticket. I have two separate tickets on them. You realize um, that we're in their division, right? I know, but well, I I was just assuming that because we lost um our coach, like we were gonna revert back a little bit. We also are losing Rob Williams. Like I didn't think we were gonna win the division this year. Um, if Harden can continue to play like he did against us, he's gonna be he's back to normal for sure. He's really frustrating to watch, especially with the fouls. But when he's not doing that foul hunting shit, he's insane. Like he was making these crazy threes from all over the floor. There's that one three in, in uh, particular when like Tatum helped on, it was like smart guarding him. Tatum helped and he still fucking made it. And it was like a step back. He's just insane. He makes everything. Um, Joel Embiid had a ton of turnovers tonight, but he's still super talented. Um, I'm trying to get all the good things out now for Philly. And then I can talk Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. I think you have oh, to Tyrese talk about him. Insane. I love he, uh, Tyrese. He's my favorite he played player in Philly. Fucking by really good tonight. And he's a, Relatively likable guy, too. <laughs> um, yeah. He had 21 points, one board, two assists, eight of 16 from the field, two of five from the three, two steals. Uh, he looked really good tonight, Jordan. What was the takeaway? Let's let's move on to our Celtics because that's that's what we really want to yeah. talk about. Jordan, give me uh, one takeaway, big takeaway from the Celtics game one. Big takeaway, uh, I think Malcolm Brogdon's the missing piece. I really do. I think – he looked absolutely perfect tonight. Uh, what did he go? Like seven for 11, I think. Like super efficient. Um, just takes good shots, makes plays when we need him to. I will say I don't love him and Smart on the floor at the same time together. Um, so we're going to have to kind of work around that and see if we can fit them because they are, I think, in our top five. I think they're both in there. Um, but it, it's kind of interesting because they kind of they have the same role right now. I don't know, you know, one of them's going to have to adapt to being more off the ball, and I would rather have Brogdon be our playmaker. I think he uh, – yeah, I, I think he's the piece we needed. I really wish we had Emei this year. It sucks we don't, but, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be just fine. We're going to have a phenomenal season. Yeah, we looked very, very good tonight in two gentlemen that um, combined for 70 points tonight, the Jays. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 35 apiece, combined for 70. I feel like – Jason Tatum had 40, and I feel like Jalen Brown had 20. Like, that's just kind of the way the game went. Jordan, I know we were watching the game together, to looked at – what, Max? That adds up to 60. I, I It was just – okay. All right. You, you get what that's I was saying, though. You get the point I was making. Season. Fucking dumbass. Um. Anyways, uh, the way we were like – the way the game was going, it felt like Tatum was scoring every time he touched the ball, and then Jordan and I were checking the box score throughout the game, and it was like Jalen Brown has 16 points. He has 20 points. He has 25, and we're all like, how? Like, this has been the most quiet 35 ball I think I've ever seen. He also started off really slow. He started off really, really poorly, so that kind of may explain why. Um, but Tatum looked unbelievable. He looked like a man who's making plays on defense, um, doubling out of nowhere, which was great. I think uh, – I think – what's – I keep blanking on our head coach's name. Um, Missoula, Joe Missoula. Yeah, Joe Missoula. I think he put in a good game plan. And, you know, the, the sending the crazy doubles, the spontaneous doubles to Embiid and even Harden at times really sped the Sixers up. Uh, when they get in the half-court set, that's where they're really lethal because Harden and Embiid in a pick-and-roll uh, was was really effective tonight. And I think it'll be effective all season. But, you know, our, our job was to speed them up, and I think we did that tonight. Uh, we had a ton, a ton of points in transition, a ton of steals as well. But, yeah, no, this it was just a really, really promising start for the Celtics. Yeah, good start. For sure. I I, uh, I thought that the Celtics were going to regress a little bit, as I mentioned before, but if they continue to play like this, Missoula looks pretty solid as a coach. He had a couple of like miscues, like for instance, Vonley fell on the ball like in the second quarter and held on for onto it for like eight seconds before anyone called a timeout. And then the Celtics got the ball back with like very few, very little time on the clock to like do anything. 
And it's just small little things like that. They're going to work that out. This is the first game of the season. But, um, yeah, I'm impressed with everything I saw tonight. Sixers are a really solid team. They're going to be at the top of the Eastern Conference for sure. So to get a win over them this early, especially at home, it's just a nice little feeling. Um, I just wanted to ask you guys about the refs. Like, the refs kind of made this game unwatchable in the beginning. Like, 14 fouls in the first quarter alone. Um, they're hurting They're hurting transitions. They're hurting um, – any momentum that either team gains the ref was the refs were bad on both sides of the floor. It wasn't just Philly. It wasn't just Boston. Like the refs were really bad. They were not, they were not good tonight. And the one that really sent me was when uh, the one that I, we actually won the challenge, but where Tatum gets the tech after. Like yeah. that's so on fucking bad. Like you, yeah, I mean, they were just really, really bad. And I was actually shocked how bad they were because honestly, you know, you expect a few missed calls. It's a human error. It's a human game. It's a human job. So it makes sense that there are errors. But, I mean, ones that are that blatant, the Embiid fouls. I mean, you want to talk about fucking superstar calls. He gets everything. Um, And if you want to call Tatum a superstar, too, that's totally fine. But, you know, he's going through contact. Like, the, it is clear, you know, he's doing his Well, one's low. been to the finals and one has not been to the finals. So, like, you got to give calls to Tatum. No, I, I don't want calls. Like, we're getting, like, fair calls. He does this fucking low-high yeah. sweep, and he gets whacked every time. And Embiid is just trying to go through people, falls, and then expects a call and gets it. So that's that, what's annoying to me um, about about the refs. Yeah, I think Harden got fouled on three threes in the first half, I think. I think only the first quarter. It was the first quarter. Yeah. I yeah. think, in my opinion, I only thought one of them was a foul, uh, and it was the last one. The first one on Al was horrific. I, I hated it. I can't tell if it's a bad rule or if it's a bad call. But, like, I, I think even as the rule is right now, like, I don't think Al stuck his foot out. Like, Harden jumped forward and landed where Al was. It's just – the... Yeah, Al stepped backwards. He stepped behind the three-point line. Harward, uh, Harden stepped forward onto Al's foot. And Harden, then yeah. Harden's jumpers are – Harden's jumpers are – he moves insanely forward. And he yeah. gets a lot of these calls, but he, uh, you know, granted to him, he gets a fucking ton of separation to start. He hits him too. Uh, and then he just jumps forward. But, you know, everyone always says like the shooter is supposed to go up and down in the same spot. And honestly, that's not realistic. But to the extent that Harden's doing it is something that I've never seen. Like he is jumping really, really far forward on all of his jump shots and getting these whistles. Uh, it, it's really, it's really annoying. But at the same time, if, you know, that's, that's Harden. And that's why that, that's why he's never going to win a ring. Um, it's just because of the fact that he can't play team basketball. He just, he's best when he's on his own on an Island making these plays. Uh, you know, he did have a few nice, uh, flicks off the pick and roll with Embiid tonight, few good passes, but it wasn't like, if that's what he's going to go back to, if that's what he's going to default to is his fucking three point step backs. They're not going to go far. I don't think. I actually, I pushed back on that just a little bit because Harden showed, like, I agree in theory, like those jumpers alone that's not going to win you um a finals like just going off that but he did have seven assists tonight and he passed it around like he did pass some open shots up to get a better shot which i well he's not a catch and shoot shooter no he's not and that's where like you're right like what you everything you just said is not wrong but what i'm saying is that last year harden was really out of shape and he did not make that extra pass and i think this year the reason that one of the reasons that philly is um well, let's go through the reasons why Philly is so good. Is one, their bench, they have a ton of depth. They're really stroking bit. Philly right now after we just beat them on opening night. Well, I'm not stroking. I'm just trying to be um indifferent, I guess. But okay. yeah, I'm trying to be an analytical podcast here, but let's see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like one is um I've been waiting to talk fucking NBA with you guys all fucking week. I just want to get into this shit. Um they have they have a ton of depth. Like that PJ Tucker signing was good. They have Maxi, obviously, and then their bench is Georges Niang, uh, Daniel House Jr., uh, Tybal, who like didn't play didn't, that much, didn't play at all. From I mean, from what I saw, I mean, he might have played. How many minutes did he get tonight? Eleven. It felt like nope, zero. Sorry. Wait, it says zero on here. Wait, yeah, he didn't play. play. We don't. I don't think he, he got in the game. Play. He did get in the game, though. I saw him play. Uh, well, according to Bleacher Report, he did not. And so I'm going to go with Bleacher Report's fact, and he did not get in the I game. One if, you check, if you check in, you automatically get one minute. But I didn't see him on the floor tonight. I saw him check in once. I swear I did because they, they talked about it. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But anyways, um, they do have depth. Like DeAndre Melton, Shake Milton, Paul Reed. Like half these guys, Cork Maz, like half those guys didn't play. 
but they're still good players. And then you have um, Montrez Harrell, George Sneeding, like they have some depth. Uh, Harden's passing. Joel Embiid's like one of the best centers, if not the best center in the league. Um, Tyrese Maxey's really insane. James Harden's really insane. They have a very solid big three. Um, I forget what the fuck I was even talking about with this team. But you were just talking about Harden and the Sixers, and honestly, you were going on a little tangent. But I'm going to push back on one thing you said. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to talk about with the Sixers, uh, PJ Tucker tonight, he played a lot. He played a lot of minutes. He played, uh, sorry, if you can 33. remember me screaming about the Phillies game, uh, he played 33 minutes, had six points, four boards, no assists, three of five, um, two turnovers, like, and it didn't feel like his defensive presence was overwhelming or overbearing. Like it usually is, you know, like when you, when we used to play the heat, we used to be able to be like, shit, PJ Tucker. Shit, PJ Tucker, but tonight it didn't feel that way, um, and it just kind of felt like he was chewing up minutes. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know if he was necessarily chewing up minutes or if the Celtics were just clicking on offense. Like we we threw up one twenty six, and we we made basically everything we looked at. Like when we play like that on offense, we're gonna be really tough to beat. I think Philly. If I'm a Philly fan, I'm not worried at all. I'm actually really encouraged because I think this is the best Harden has looked uh, since he's been on the Sixers. Right. Like, his first step looked like it was back. He was taking guys off the dribble. He was creating separation with the step backs. I know you don't like those shots, but that's how he scores, right? And, he, I mean, he shot nine for 14. Like, and P.J. Tucker, like, he hit – he missed two open threes that he could easily have hit. Um, and then on defense, yeah, you're right. He didn't do great on defense, but that's just because our guys are just better. Like, they, they just made shots. So – I think the Sixers are good. I think the Celts just outplayed them tonight. Tonight we just made shots, and if the Celts are gonna are gonna just make shots, and Tatum and Brown are gonna go for thirty five each, there's not a whole lot of teams that I would be taking over us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, fifty what fifty six percent from the field tonight. That's that's pretty yeah. damn that's pretty damn good. So obviously, very very encouraged by the Celtics play. Um, and Sixers fans um, shouldn't panic, but. You know, but I, I do think that there's a good amount of question marks with this team as it comes to like going forward to the next step. And, and you know, more defensively, though, I mean, yes, but also if Tatum's just hitting shots over you, what are you going to do? Like he literally would have a guy on his hip and literally just rise up and knock down shots. What felt like all night, all second half, at least. So it's like I I like the Sixers. They're talented, but I mean, I actually fucking hate the Sixers, but they're talented. You got to give them that. I think Doc has to go. I think they're poorly coached. Uh, you know, we've tried to run this Doc thing back so many fucking times, and it just hasn't worked. So I think that people are really tired up there uh, in the front office, especially with, you know, like nothing to show for it. But I, I think this is their year, and if they don't, if they don't win anything or even make it to the conference finals, I think they're they might go full rebuild, honestly, because I think Embiid might go, and I think Doc's absolutely gone. Um, I just had a quick question. Um. Grant Williams played extremely well tonight, and um, let me just find his stats real quick. He had he played 24 minutes, 5 of 5 from the field, 3 of 3 from 3, 15 points, uh, 1 assist, 1 rebound. Um, the deadline to extend on the rookie extension was yesterday, so we've never we, – we, we did not do that. So Grant Williams is going to enter restricted free agency. What do you think happens to Grant Williams, and do you think we should keep him? Because right now – um, the way that he's playing is he's going to be making more money on the open market than he would have if we just extended him his rookie extension contract. And that means one of two things. Either we we give him that like a bunch of money um, later on, like in the offseason, or we trade him before the trade deadline because we're not going to sign him and we have to get some assets. What do you think happens? And like, what do you think about that? I think, in my opinion, Grant is the like the epitome of a Celtic. And when you see him play the way he played tonight and the way he played, you know, in our playoff run, I don't think there's any way we can trade him or let him go. I, I am totally fine with paying Grant. I honestly am. Um, too. It, it may be like, I don't know how the contract extensions work. Like maybe it was a mistake. We didn't extend him already. Um, but in the off season, I think we should resign him. And I think we will resign him because I think he's going to have a good year. And if he has a good year, you can't let that guy go. Those extensions were like, um, for example, you saw Cam Johnston, uh, Jordan Poole, um, Kevin Porter Jr. with the Houston Rockets, um, Brandon Clark with Memphis. Like it was that generation of players. That's what Grant Williams is in that draft class. So it wasn't an um, 
it wasn't a mistake by any chance. I mean, like they knew what they were doing. It wasn't like they forgot that the time ran out. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, my, I don't so my original thought when I hear this is they were hoping, and you know, they still might be thinking to trade them. I don't think our front office is that dumb, especially now. It's the yeah. point where we would make that error. I don't think that's an error on our end. I think it's like, they obviously know what they're doing. You know, they obviously understand uh, the deadlines and all that. My original thought is a trade before the trade deadline form. Um, but I don't think they expect him to play this well, you know, start the season up this well. So if he really continues to have a great season up until the trade deadline, I think he'll be with a Celtic uh, for a long time because I think he will sign a contract in the offseason with us, um, especially if we, you know, have another great playoff run, either make the finals or conference finals or something like that. I think that he'll want to win rather than just go get paid. Uh, and especially if these contracts are getting bigger in the NBA, I think he can afford to, you know, take a slightly smaller bag that he could get somewhere else to potentially still win a ring with Boston. And then I just had one final question. I agree with everything you said, Butsy. I know we only saw eight minutes of um, those Blake Griffin minutes. What did you guys think about him? I'll go first. I think I, I love the Blake pickup, especially because Rob Will is down. Uh I don't care he, he missed shots, and he wasn't a huge impact on offense, um, at least from what I saw. What does the box score say about that? Yeah, I don't think he did much at all. Yeah, me. okay, he yeah. Did, he didn't, he did he didn't do much. He didn't do much in the box score. I love how he hustled, um, grabbed a couple offensive rebounds. I I think he's going to fit right in, and what, like he's going to have a couple games where he gets going and hits some threes, and people are going to say, wow, that was a good signing. Um, tonight wasn't that night. I think it'll come, and I think it's. I, I'm. I'm totally all in on Blake. Me too. I agree. I think he just did a lot of good things for us defensive, defensively, and if we can continue to throw multiple looks at these big men in the league, especially in the East, where it's Vonley, Blake, whether it's Grant or like Smart or like the fact that we can have a lot of guys that can guard so many multiple positions is such a huge asset. And I think it'll be one of our biggest strengths is the fact that we'll be able to speed teams up all season by creating a fuck ton of turnovers. Um, I know our offense was absurdly impressive, but you know, our defense did a lot of good things tonight. Uh, I think one of the big and only, I would say one of the, or there, sorry, there was a two coaching miscues that I noticed tonight. First one was that timeout call that he didn't call. Al had to call the timeout when Vaughn was on the floor. And then B was um at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I believe, we had the worst possible lineup out there that that was going to get spanked, uh, especially when they had their stars in. We had, I think it was like Sam Hauser, Noah Vonley, like just just not not our good roster. We had Brogdon and Smart. Days. Yeah, it was it was not a good lineup. So that I would say it's a coaching miscue. But besides that, I mean, you can't really say much say much bad about Boston tonight. They looked really really good, um, and I'm. Now I'm now I'm actually more excited for this season. I I thought we were gonna come out, possibly put up a stinker, um, and, you know, and I would be like, oh fuck, like we're second fiddle to the Bucks or we're second fiddle to the Sixers, and now it's kind of like shit. Like we're we're still here. Like we are still very very much in this mix uh, to win the East again, and I'm very excited about it. Me too. I agree with you. Let's see. Perfect. All right. Talk you guys want to get on to what? What was that, uh, Jordan? Did you say should we talk football? Yeah. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk some gambling. Let's talk a little gambling, uh, as we do normally. Uh, this is the top of the show, I guess you could say. Now, uh, we are our mortal log parlay stunk. I think it went one and two. Max, of course, is the only fucking winner this week. He had the Patriots. You had the Patriots, right? Yeah, I did. Yep, Patriots absolutely spanked the Browns. I had the Packers, who are really bad. I'm ready to say that they're a really bad football team. And then Jordan, you had the boys. You're the boys. And honestly, if you took that line on Sunday night, that was a close one. You had to sweat that one out. Uh, yeah. They missed the field goal. Uh, they missed like a 50, what? Is it 58, 52? Something like that. It was a long-ass field goal to try and cover the number, and they missed it. And I had the boys late, and it was painful, painful, painful. But, you know, Max, how does it feel to hit a mortal lock? <laughs> honestly, um, I don't understand NFL anymore. Uh, I I did horrible this week. I the only thing I fucking hit on was the um, the Pats Browns game. I bet so much Steelers game. I bet Tampa Bay to win. Uh, cover the spread. I bet the I bet the Steelers team under. So I obviously got fucked in that sense. So 
I really don't understand the NFL season right now, but it feels really good to hit a mortal lock finally. Um, I think this is the first one I've ever hit. So I cried. I called my parents. I let them know. Um, it was a big day for me. Good. I'm glad. I'm really <laughs> glad we could do that for you. Um, I spanked it in college football. I went eight and two in college football, eight and two, eight and two, eight and two. Uh, we should be charging for these at this point. I mean, that is an unbelievable week. Uh, and boy, do I have another card for you guys. Uh, Jordan, how did the system do this weekend? The the zigzag or the college system? Your college system, yep. The college system, I think, was one and two, if I'm not mistaken. And I will say I am ready to go out on that system. I'm no longer in <laughs> on that right. system. I have okay. a new system, though, so stay tuned. I'm very excited to hear this system. Jordan Jordan's a huge system guy. Every time we're talking about picks, he just is like, yeah, this is the system. This is the zigzag system. No, this well, is the, here's the thing. This is that the was my own face system. That was my own personal system, and it was stupid because there was no data backing it. I just made it up, so that was a bad system. I will take the blame for that. Okay, so Bloody. I didn't know that. I would have never taken those picks if I knew <laughs> that. That was strictly your system. But um, so – by your definition, does that make Jordan Tom Brady? Because you said last episode that Tom Brady's a system quarterback. That's true. Well, I mean, no, because Jordan created the system, which means he's more of a Bill Belichick, but the system sucked. At least the Patriots system fucking worked. Uh, nevertheless, let's move on. Um, do you guys have any plays in college football for this week? I don't. Max. I do, but my I'm trying to log into my DraftKings right now. So give me. You want to talk about the Vols, the Vol, the Vols? Oh, the Vols, can I Vols. talk about the Vols right now? Boys? I'll let you go uh, on the. Save, save it for the Lovecast, dude. Oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want the, the next. Lovecast. I don't want the next half hour to be consumed by Vol content. No, it's not gonna be half hour. It's not gonna be half hour. <laughs> let me just, let me just, let me just introduce it a little bit. Biggest fucking win in school history has to be. Uh, uh, one, of them. one of them. One of the biggest. Fifty-nine to forty, or sorry, fifty-one to forty-nine. Um, 52. Or 52 49. Sorry, uh, I did not think that field goal was going in. That was a fucking knuckleball. Knuckleball, yeah. Went in, took the fucking goalpost down. It was a party in Knoxville. How how are you? How are you feeling, dude? I'm still recovering. Um, I swear to. So I I called Jordan called me after this and we recapped. But basically, it looked like um, like at the end of a Batman movie when the Joker like gets gets like when they crash into his car and like he's in the jail car and they fucking crash into it and take over and the whole city's burning there was couch fires everywhere i was going there was couch fires on the side of the road i swear to god um it was absolute pandemonium my fucking ears are like still ringing my voice hurts still craziest game i've ever been to i've been um this program's given me everything i've been to the tennessee ole miss game where that we threw the mustard on the field that spawned countless memes I've been to the Tennessee basketball game where we beat number three Auburn with Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. And then I went to this game. This game was absolutely insane. I was, I was just about on field. I was on the last row before the field and I watched the, um, the goalpost get taken away and I followed it down the main, the main road down our campus, watched it go in the river. Um, it was absolute insanity. I'm so glad I took the money line and the spread. Although you guys wanted me to just take the spread. I knew we could that's get what, it done. That's what res- that is what responsible gamblers do. You're right. You're right. Um, you guys are definitely right. But down in Knoxville, we're not very responsible. Uh, we we do what we want, and um, yeah, I can't even talk about it more. I might start fucking crying. So yeah, you All guys. Right, well, we don't want that. Um. Uh, so do you have any? Do you have any plays for this week, Max? Do you have any college yeah, football so plays? I've been looking through the card. Um. There's definitely a lot of interesting plays. Um. I bet there are. <laughs> this Iowa Ohio State over under at 49 is a is a weird number to me because like on one hand the 49 is super high because you're playing against Iowa and like do you think Butsy Ohio State puts up 50 against them because their defense no. oh, Iowa defense is pretty strong yeah I agree so I think I kind of like the the that under 49 just because the Iowa defense is super strong and they're not going to score at all. So you can count Iowa down as like a zero and then their defense is pretty strong. And I just don't know if Ohio state's going to score 49 points against them. Um, and then continuing on, um, I'm trying to look through, hold on. There's just, they're like, this is a, it's an okay week. It's not super great. The Ole Miss versus LSU game is pretty interesting to me. UCLA, Oregon, uh, great game too. Yeah. Yeah. That's another great game um, for the LSU UCLA or sorry, the LSU Ole Miss game. 
I kind of like LSU because they're going – I mean, I know they're favorited, but they're at home as well. It's minus 130. You're playing a little bit of juice, but, like, Ole Miss is coming in. They're Owen – or, I mean, sorry, they're 6-0, and I believe. And um, I think LSU can get this done, especially at home. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the juice there, lay the and uh, uh, take the money line minus one thirty. UCLA Oregon, um, I honestly have no idea how to play that game. I don't trust Oregon at all, so maybe I'm inclined a little bit to put the money on um, on the plus one seventy five UCLA line. But that's about it for my college plays. Yeah, it's a it's a not a great week, but a pretty solid week. There's still a lot of good games. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna rip through my card for you guys just to get this over with. Uh, eight and two last week. These plays will be up on the TikTok as well. Um, and I will recap them as well on the TikTok, just like I did with last week's picks <clears throat> and let you guys know how I do because full transparency on this channel, right? Now mm-hmm. we're not going to, we're not going to delete, you know, videos where our picks suck. It's just, that's just not what we do. It doesn't represent us as a podcast. Exactly. Uh, first play tomorrow night, uh, Wednesday night, Georgia, Appalachian state or Georgia state, Appalachian state taking app, uh, my God, I'm taking Georgia State plus nine and a half. Um, Appalachian State isn't great. They had a really strong start, but has since fallen off. Uh, taking points in these weeknight games has, has has seemed to be a good kind of little system going. Uh, Lafayette won outright last week against Marshall after being ten and a half point dogs, so that was great. But yeah, no play one Georgia State plus nine and a half. Play number two, I'm gonna go TCU minus three and a half against Kansas State. Uh, this game does not make a lot of sense to me, to be honest. I don't really know why they're only minus three and a half. TCU has looked really good this year. Um, Kansas State is is you know kind of putting up a shocking year uh, by their standards, but I'm still going to go TCU minus three and a half. I think they're the better team, and they're at home, uh, so I'm going to take them. My next play is going to be – I hate to do this. I really fucking hate to do this, and I hate this play so much that I'm going to take it, but it's South Carolina plus three against A&M. Uh, I think South Carolina is finally going to get up for a football game. I know AM's defense is really good, but their offense stinks. Uh, expect Spencer Rattler to finally win a fucking big game at home. Um, I'm going to take Colorado State minus five against Hawaii. Hawaii not on the island. Uh, Colorado State not a great football team at all, but Hawaii has been really, really bad off the island this year, um, and I expect Colorado State to get it done. Uh, I'm going to take Oregon minus six. Oregon has kind of dicked me this year. Um, they dicked me because I bet on them against Georgia in the beginning of the year, and they have since fried me a ton of times. I'm going to take Oregon minus six um, because I think they're actually decent, and I don't think that you know their first game against Georgia really represented them well at all. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm going to take Wake Forest minus 20 and a half against BC. BC is not a good football team. Uh, especially on the road, BC is bad. Wake Forest, 13th in the nation. Their offense is really good. Um, I expect Wake Forest win by three touchdowns uh, on Saturday because I just don't think BC's that good at all. I don't think BC can can hold them uh, or keep up with them. And then finally, sorry, I have two more plays. I'm going to take oh, – fuck. I'm going to take Clemson minus 13.5 against Syracuse. Uh, this is – I said last week that Florida State was going to be one of their big tests. This is the other. I don't think anybody expected Syracuse to be this good. Six and zero. Clemson seven and zero. They're fucking. Is that are they called Death Valley? Is 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 Clemson Death Valley too? I think, I think so. so. Okay. Well, if it's not, then fucking flame me. But uh, I think Death Valley is going to be absolutely popping. I can expect Clemson to win this game by two tutters against Syracuse, who I don't think is that. Great. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, cool. Death Valley. Um, and then final play, Kansas plus seven and a half. I took them last week. They didn't get it done. OU shocked the shit out of me. But I expect Kansas to bounce back here, uh, getting seven and a half again. I think their quarterback's good. I think their defense will be better this week. Um, and honestly, like their offense was fine last week. It was just their defense that that stunk. So I expect their defense to play uh much better, offense to be the same. Uh yeah, that's my card. Yeah, so obviously Butsy taking it easy again this week in college. Light week, light week, light week, light, <laughs> light week for you, but well, he's got a lot of money to play with. He hit a he hit a bunch last week. True. Mm. Oh, he only has like twenty eight plays, I think, this week. So yeah, not that much, not that much. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't take my college plays, but um, TCU and Oregon are my college plays. Now that I've said that, you should fade them instantly. Damn Thank it, you. dude! That I is fucking a- just gave him out. <laughs> and literally just give him out when Jordan's like, yeah, actually, I'm going to take him. So now they lose. All right, which is great. So appreciate it. Uh, NFL, 
let's talk a little NFL before this Zoom time runs up real quick. Um, tough week, Jordan. I got fucking slammed, dude. <laughs> my, I think it was my worst week actually ever betting NFL. My worst Sunday. Not my worst week, but my worst Sunday. I went 0-5 on Sunday. I went 2-5 and on the week. I hit uh, Thursday and Monday night. Uh, Sunday just absolutely destroyed me. And it was the weirdest, like, craziest week I've ever seen. I'm honestly not even that mad about it. Um, I liked my picks. I, I was just wrong, and, and that's how gambling is sometimes. We're going to bounce back. Um, still positive on the year. We're going we're gonna to make it back this week. I agree. It's okay. It's okay to lose. Uh, you know, shooters, after they miss a couple shots, what do they do? They keep shooting. <clears throat> so I expect the boys to keep shooting this week. Uh, my one play that kind of sucked to lose was the uh, Jaguars last week. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I've had no voice from this last weekend. Jaguars played a phenomenal game, um, and then they ended up giving up 15 points in the fourth quarter to lose to the Colts. Um, they were, I thought they were in command the whole game, and then it just slipped away in the end. But that was probably my one bad loss of the week. But overall, wasn't great, wasn't phenomenal. Um, I think I went five and one. No, sorry, one and five, two and five. I hit the bills on the four o'clock <laughs> window, not five and one. I went, I went two and five. Um, cause I hit the bills hard. I hit them hard in the four o'clock window, uh, which was a blessing, but Max, how'd you yeah, do? I, I grabbed that. Uh, I think it was like Monday morning of the, like the week before, um, I grabbed that chiefs plus two and a half is what it opened at. It actually ended up got, it ended up getting boosted to plus, uh, I think three, um, the chiefs plus three, that is at home. I figured like, <sighs> I don't want to bet against um the chiefs at arrowhead but <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry that was that was my roommate he had a sneeze <laughs> my fault my fault sorry, that, that my i apologize unprofessional no that one got me that was just a funny sneeze um i, I had a hard time betting against the chiefs at arrowhead so i grabbed them at plus three and then the steelers just fucked me like steelers are on the do not bet list for a reason dude like <laughs> You fade them and they fucking win, and then you bet on them and they lose. Like they're on the they're on that for a reason. Yeah, they're a very very tough team to bet. Um, and honestly, this NFL year has been so wacky because I think yeah. there's a few like I think there's three elite teams and the rest of the teams suck balls and they and anybody can beat anybody, um, except yeah. for like the Bears. But um, yeah, wacky. That's that's for sure, Jordan. They is this has been a wacky NFL season. Uh, let's end the Zoom and let's come back. Give out some picks for the for uh for the boys and girls. I don't think there are any girls listen, but if they do, these picks are for them. Uh, and then we'll continue with the rest of the show. Uh, when we were not recording and just getting all getting all of us in the Zoom room together, Max looked at me and said, uh, "I had some great plays for this weekend." And I, my response was, "Doubt it." So let's see <laughs> what he has for this week. I'm, I'm really intrigued ago. now. I'm really intrigued to see what he's got for this weekend uh, in, in the NFL. So, Max, why don't you roll us out your card? All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I've uh, started a new little system I'm doing. Um, I'm no longer betting parlays. I'm just betting underdogs, just straight little underdogs, okay? Jordan's putting his fist up. Jordan likes it a lot. He's excited. Um, okay, so my first little parlay play is I'm putting a full unit on the Giants and the Jaguars. So the Giants come in at um, plus 135 against the Jaguars. And to me, the Giants are rolling. The Jaguars, I believe this is in uh, New York. Let me make sure that's true. Um, but while I looked that up, the ja- the Giants have been rolling. They've been looking super sharp. And the Jaguars, like, they've been looking good here and there. But Trevor Lawrence keeps kind of, like, fucking up a little bit. And, yeah, it's the – It's I mean, in Jacksonville, at, by the way. It's in Jacksonville. It's in Jacksonville still. I think that plus 135, if I get the Giants at as an underdog against Jacksonville, I'm going to bet that. So I put a unit on that. And then are we doing one unit or are we just going through our full cards? Let's see. Well, let's just swap. Let's swap for a little bit. Let's just go a little a little back All and right. forth. Go ahead, uh, my first play is going to be actually the opposite of that. I'm taking the Jags minus three. <laughs> bet on the Jags last week. Uh, they didn't get it done, but they still looked good. Um you know, going back to Jacksonville where it's steamy, it's hot, it's fucking humid and gross. Um, you know, coming off of a loss too, I expect them to have a bounce back week. 
I don't know if the Giants are legit. I don't know how how legit they are. NFC East uh, statistically had the easiest fucking schedule. So did I expect them to be five and one? No, but do I? Am I sold on them? And do I think they're great? No. So and I think Jacksonville could take care of business. I think a lot of people are going to be on the Giants because why is a team that's five and one getting points, uh, especially after a huge win coming off against the Ravens? Uh, so I think a lot of people will be on the Giants. That's why I want to be on the sharp side. I want to be on the right side of this bet uh, with the Jaguars minus three. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's mm-hmm. funny we all uh, we all chose the same game for our first bets. I am also on the Jags uh, minus two. They might be minus three. Actually, I don't even know. But either way, I'm on the Jags spread. Butsy kind of covered most of what I was saying. This spread doesn't make a lot of sense. The Giants are five and one. The Jags haven't looked as good as as they did the first couple weeks, and they're still the favorite. Uh, Giants, like if you ask the public who the favorite should be, I think they would all say the Giants. And I think that's why this this line is fishy. Um, Vegas knows something's up with the Giants. They know this might not be sustainable. I do like it's tough because the Giants have honestly looked really good and they're really easy to root for. Um, but from a betting standpoint, that that's when it gets you into trouble. When when you start betting on teams that are fun to watch um, and teams that have maybe overachieved a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this is also part of the zigzag system, which I'm still riding with the Jags. Um, yeah. Minus two. Are they minus two or minus three? Butsy? I minus saw three. minus three. OK, yeah. Minus three. Jags minus three. Um, we'll see. This is like I'm not I'm not going to lie. This is probably my least confident play because the Giants are so hot right now. And I love how they've looked. Um, but from a betting perspective, this has Jags written all over it. I 100 percent agree. Max, uh, you got another play? Yeah, I do. I have a couple of plays. Um, I threw the Giants in um a parlay with I did a New York, New York parlay. I thought, I thought you were done parlays. Didn't you just say you were done parlays? Yeah, what? That. Sorry, boys. I lied. Um, well, okay. I also have a I have two just, just, just please just 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 give the picks. Just give the picks. All right, boys. Well, you're questioning me. I'm trying to answer those questions. Well, you're um, lying. You're lying on the podcast of the people. I forgot. I misspoke. Whatever. Okay. I have a New York, New York podcast, um, not podcast, a New York, New York parlay. Um, I'm taking the Jets plus 105 against the Broncos and the Giants plus 135. Guys at home, girls at home, only put like a quarter of a unit on this because um, this is just a fun little parlay just to throw out there. Um, there's no real reason behind it. It's just a New York, New York parlay. So then there's the zero reason to take this for the for the people at home. Exactly. I, I like fading the Broncos because they're the, my least favorite team to watch right now. And I, I'm a Steelers fan, so that's saying something. Broncos fucking suck. Um, Jets aren't really fun to watch either, but like they're a little they're much better to watch than the Broncos. And then the Giants are fun to watch. So you put that together. That's a plus three eighty one parlay. Put like a quarter of a unit on there. Have a fun time. Jordan. Uh yeah, Broncos minus one versus the Jets. It's my next. Jesus play. fucking Christ, dude! <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. I think the public's gonna be hammering the hell out of the Jets, um, and this is kind of a must win for the Broncos. I like they've looked so bad. Don't get me wrong. Uh, when you watch both these teams play, it, it should be the Jets all day. But I think close to 85 percent of the public's gonna be on the Jets, and I think you know the Broncos. They still have a great defense. And if they can score like 20 points, I think they win this game. So uh, Broncos minus one. Uh, perfect. I like that you're fading, Max. That's a that's proven to be a pretty good strategy up until last week yeah, uh, when he hit his more lock for once. But I'm going to go Buccaneers minus 10 and a half for my next play. They can't be this bad. And I do think the Panthers are that bad. I think the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL, head and shoulders right now. I think they're the worst team in the NFL. Uh, Buccaneers just put up an absolute stinker against the Steelers. And for this spread to be at 10 and a half, I think says something about how this game's going to go. I think Vegas is actually telling you how this game's going to go. I think the Bucs are going to win in a route. They're due for one. They're due for a route. Uh, we've been saying this for a while now all season. We're just waiting for the Bucs to absolutely put the hammer down and put up 45 on a team. And, and I think it's going to be the Panthers. I think they're that bad. Uh, they got beat up on by two touchdowns by the Rams who aren't that good. Uh, so I'm gonna go Bucks, and and just the Panthers are in complete turmoil too. I mean they're a fucking mess of a franchise. So I'm going Bucks. Um, my final play is a little teaser parlay. So I guess I lied again. Um, oh my God, you had you had well, teaser. A teaser's not a parlay. Is yeah, it? teasers oh. are different. 
There's no teaser parlay. It's just a teaser or parlay. Well, can I tease to a team down, a team up, and then parlay it? <laughs> That's a teaser. Okay. Well, then, yeah. Um, okay. I'm teasing the Bucks down to to three, and then the um the Seahawks. I'm taking them at plus uh three as well. So. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's just my play. I think the Seahawks against the Chargers, like Chargers have, I, I, the Chargers are almost on my do not bet list. Jordan's, Jordan's ruining my confidence in this pick. He's laughing. I wonder why Jordan probably oh, has it's, the... it's unrelated. It's unrelated. Unrelated. Okay. Um, the Chargers just haven't looked super strong. I think Herbert's still a little bit, um, injured and stop fucking smiling. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's laughing at. He better, uh, he has, he's, he's raising his hand. He has to have him. All right, go he ahead. He has to have him. No, no, finish your play. It was that I gave my play. Just go. Okay. <laughs> my next play is the Chargers minus six and a half. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> um, everyone's going to be all over Seattle this week. Uh, I think the Chargers, they, they didn't look great last night against the Broncos. I think they figured it out this week. Seattle, I, I do think is is better than people thought, but I think – uh, the Chargers are going to have an explosive week on offense. And I think at some point, uh, Seattle and this offense are are due to kind of regress a little bit, which we saw a little bit yesterday. And I think we're going to see even more this week. So, yeah, um, fade Max, I guess, this week by accident. Fade Max. Do you guys have any more picks? I, no. I do. All right. I my, my next pick, Patriots minus eight on Monday Night Football. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots here. I have full confidence uh, that we can absolutely outcoach the Bears and just outplay the Bears in every facet of the game in all three all three aspects of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, I think <clears throat> we just dominate this game at home. We have something clicking right now, both on offense and on defense. Uh, we just torched a pretty good Browns defense and a pretty good Browns team in general, um, and we just looked really fucking good on both sides of the ball. I was so impressed with us. Um, not saying the Patriots are back, but the Patriots are fucking back, and it starts by winning by, like, Triple digits on Monday Night Football against the Bears, who suck. The Bears are horrible. The Bears are absolutely atrocious. They honestly might be worse than the Panthers. Um, my last play, it's a little bit of an upset alert. Uh, I'm going to go Detroit plus seven, and I think a little sprinkle on the money line here. Uh, this is upset city for Dallas. We got Dak coming back, and we have Detroit off of a bye. Um, I do think this might be a little bit more public. I think people are going to like the Lions coming off a bye. But I, I really like it, too, honestly. And I think Dak might struggle uh, first week back from injury if he even plays, and I, I which I think he will. And I hope he does because I think he will struggle. Um, I think the Lions can, can you know, get within the number. It's it's plus seven. I think they lose by three. I actually like that play a lot. Uh, my final play is going to be a teaser as well. Um, but I don't say that I'm not doing t- parlays or teasers and then give them out a parlay and a teaser. Uh, but... But I'm going to go with the Dolphins minus one for minus seven and then the Raiders minus one for minus seven. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is because I don't think that there's a fucking way in hell that the Raiders lose this week uh, to the Texans. They're one and four, right? The Raiders are one and four. They need all the free wins they can get. And I think it starts here by, you know, being the Texans, they have a relatively easy part of the schedule coming up. They got to get a little momentum uh, coming off of a bye as well. I expect big things for the Raiders this week. And then for the Dolphins, I believe Tua might be starting this week. I think he's starting this week. Might uh, be. On, su- on Sunday, they were talking about how he cleared protocol, um, but didn't want to play him this week. So he's going to be playing next week. So I would like to see if Tua is playing and this line says it's minus seven, that, you know, I, I there's just no way in hell that they lose. So I'm getting that down to minus one. Um, because I think the receivers are great. Uh, I think, the, and especially in Miami, Miami's a really, really tough t- uh, place to play, especially for teams that are used to playing in cold weather. Uh, really humid. We saw, do you guys see the statistic on uh, Sunday? It was 20 degrees hotter on the Vikings sideline than it was on the Dolphins sideline. So that's just like just the little things that could really fuck up uh, a team, especially from the North. So yeah, that's my teaser. I really hope that hits. I'm going to be putting a lot, a lot, a lot on the teaser. Wow. All right. Jordan, you good? I'm good. Let's move on. All right. Let's move on. Week six, little NFL recap. Um, I'm going to go with what surprised me first. We're going to do a little segment where we just pick a headline that surprised us. 
Um, this may be super hometownish of me, and it absolutely is, but I mean, fucking Bailey Zappi. <laughs> Holy shit. I want to talk about this with with, uh, with you guys for a little bit because he looked unbelievable last week against the Browns, uh, putting up 309 yards, two touchdowns, two sacks, and, and, and just 24 for 34. He looked so calm, composed, making great passes, uh, accurate passes as well. You know, was moving in the pocket. So, you know, is is he the answer for the Patriots? I, I mean, this is my question. He also, like, he's playing a real defense. It's not like the Browns are scrubs. That that's a good football team. Um, yeah, I was I was gonna say, I'm still a Mac Jones guy. The the people in New England, I think, are overreacting a little bit to this, but it is starting to get a little bit real now after this this performance. Like. Could Zappy actually keep the job? It, like, especially maybe Matt comes back and he starts playing really bad. Then what happens? Then do you go back to Zappy? Um, I liked I I like bringing Mac back in. I think Mac is more talented. Um, I think he's honestly a better version of Zappy. But I do see the argument for the other side. What do you guys think? I honestly am waiting for Zappy to throttle a team. I want him to throttle. I want us to throttle the Bears on Sunday. Then may I may be a little more sold. But for the time being, I'm still a Mac Jones guy as well. Um, but I want to wait until Mac is 100% healthy. Like, I don't want him to tough guy this out and just be like, oh, my ankle is 65%, but I can play. I'm playing. Like, I don't want that because, A, it's going to look – it's going to make him look fucking horrible and we're going to lose games. But, B, because it just gives, like, people in New England and um, Belichick and the coaching staff a bigger reason to play Zappy over him. Um, and, I, and I want to see – more out of Mac, obviously, because we fucking kind of went all in on him. So I, I want to see more out of Mac. I just want him to come back when he's 100% healthy. But if Zappy continues to play like this and, you know, for the next two to three weeks even, um, you, there's going to be a real discussion if Mac Jones come back in three weeks and and we win all three games. So that that's my that's my thought. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I, I honestly, um, I missed your guys' game. I had like a ice balls uh commentary thing i had to do so i was not i didn't i missed a lot of nfl this week uh zappy just looked unbelievable i think that's the biggest headline for me uh jordan what's your headline my headline uh brady struggles uh, as well as the bucks i mean they just lost to max's steelers who we all thought were you know bottom of the barrel nfl team which maybe they still are like they still are i'm putting that out there right now <laughs> yeah like like they they still are bottom of the barrel and they just beat Tom Brady in the Bucks, which I think is shocking. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up is, does this have to do with issues off the field, um, with his family, going through divorce, uh, and what did everyone think about him going to Kraft's wedding rather than preparing with the team, very un-Brady-like? Um, I'm honestly kind of indifferent on it. I don't have an opinion. I don't know, uh, but I want to know what you guys think. Does, is that impacting Brady? I think it's Actually, like – I think all of them – like there's so many different uh, – factors like one he hasn't had consistent wide receiver play um two his offensive line is in shambles right now three he did go to that wedding on like thursday he flew out he missed walkthroughs against the steelers i'm sure he took them way too lightly because we're we are a terrible team like don't get that twisted um we barely won as well like they 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 lost the game it wasn't us winning it was them missing that kick to lose um and then yeah three he's just or four, whatever we're on, he's just getting a little too old. I think it's like a mixed, it's a mixed bag. Like it's not just one factor that is why he's looking so tough. And um, I honestly think like, as they get a little bit healthier, as they get more continuity, um, as it gets later in the season and Brady plays his best football after Thanksgiving, like, I think they're going to look better. I'm really not worried about the bucks right now. I'm not worried about, I don't. So to answer your question, I don't think it's impacting him a ton right now. I don't think the Bucs as a team look good. I think the bigger takeaway right now is the fact that the Bucs look so bad um, on offense. And I think it's a couple of reasons, but I don't think it really has to do with Brady's, you know, Brady being impacted by all this outside shit. I think the fact that they lost Bruce Arians, who was an offensive guy because either Brady wanted to run the show, whatever it may be, um, I think that hurt him a lot. I think Bruce Arians brought a lot to this team, and the fact that he's gone, I think, is really hurting them right now. But I don't really know if, if all the other outside shit is impacting Brady. Brady doesn't look terrible. Like, he still looks good. He's putting zip on balls. Like He looks like all sharp, and he looks there. 
Um, but it's just this team is not playing good football. Um, their defense has been solid, but their offense just hasn't been getting it done. So I think that's the bigger question is is what's going on with this Bucks offense. But like Max said as well, Brady always saves his best football for after Thanksgiving. Like, I mean, how many seasons have the Patriots gone to Thanksgiving being like, I don't even know how many weeks are before Thanksgiving, probably 10, 12. So say like how many times have we been, what, fucking seven and five or eight and four. And we're yeah. like, shit, we're fucking, you know, wild card team. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the season, we're the one seeks. We won't lose another game. So I, I, I'm expecting better from Brady, and I know we'll get it, but this offense is in trouble. And I don't think it's Brady's fault entirely. Max, what's your headline? Um, I just wanted to talk about the Robbie Anderson headline just because it was funny to me. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it, but – for some reason, I was watching that Carolina game. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know and why you're doing that. I don't know why I was doing that. And um, Robbie Anderson is, like, bitching out at the um, wide receivers coach. They yell at him, and then he ends up getting traded, the, like, the next day to Arizona. They actually sent him off the field. They sent him home. I think that was, like, the first or second quarter. Um, and then they sent him home, and he ended, he ends up getting traded to Arizona, like I said. Um, I think this is a story for a couple of reasons. One – I think Carolina is going to um, accept the tank a little bit and just start like playing. Who's their third string is like PJ something. PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah, he's bad. PJ Walker. I think they're going to play him because Baker's like the worst quarterback in the league. I don't know if we'll ever see Baker in the NFL again. Um, oh, that's a different debate for a different time. But I like it. Really oh, bad Wi-Fi, Max. Yeah, I don't know if we'll there ever see Baker again. Um, Sam Darnold. Sorry. Uh, Sam Darnold's. Good, like still a little bit injured. We got P, uh, PJ still playing. Um, I just think Carolina is going to accept that they're one of the worst teams in football, if not the worst. They might be worse than my Steelers. Um, and I think like now is the year to tank for a quarterback because like not to bring it back to Tennessee, but Bryce Young, if anything, in that Tennessee game, he impressed me more um, just like how relaxed he was in that atmosphere. And I could see the Panthers tanking and becoming really bad to get a quarterback in the top uh, pick like I, it doesn't it doesn't I don't know if it's gonna be CJ Stroud or Bryce Young and then also Robbie Anderson going to Arizona is a big thing because um, Kyler has not looked very good at all but he's also missing his favorite target in DeAndre Hopkins who's also their best target and most talented receiver um, he gets another like little piece to play with and Robbie Anderson so it's gonna be interesting to see how that changes Arizona's dynamic and it's just gonna be interesting to see what the Panthers end up doing, if they're going to end up tanking the season or if they're going to still, if they think they're like cutting the crust and trying to like rebuild their foundation. Yeah. Just to kind of go off of that um, kind of a, a underrated story that like went completely under the radar, at least my radar Marquise Brown got seriously injured this week. Um, yeah. He's going to be out for, I think at least six weeks. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I don't see the Cardinals getting much better. I mean, they get D-Hop back, but they lose Marquise Brown, who's been phenomenal. Um, obviously, they, they get Robbie Anderson, but I don't I don't think he's, you know, much of an impact player. So, yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. Yeah, I see. I didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, Robbie bad. Anderson, funny guy. He's a really weird-looking dude. He kind of looks like the Cinnamon Man. Yeah, he's uh, got he's crazy like, hair. He yeah, looks really, like, really, um, really thick. Yeah, he does. He looks like he has some weird curly thick ass dreads going but i think that he's probably just vocalizing what everybody in the carolina organization wanted to say um and he was okay with dealing with the repercussions of fucking leaving the team because that's at the end of the day what he wants to do anyways or what he wanted to do anyways uh never gets to go play with Kyler murray which was fun but robbie anderson is a good receiver he's fast uh he's got good hands um and he's gonna bring something to this cardinals team but you know i don't think I'm waiting for Diop to make to come back to an officially make an opinion on the Cardinals because if they come back and then they're putting up 35 points uh, as we're like we're used to them seeing or used to seeing them do, then we'll know what the fucking problem was. But the Robbie Anderson story is just kind of funny. I mean, the way he left the field, got kicked off. It's just, it's just funny. But you know, um, one thing about it too is that, um, obviously Matt Rule last week got fired, and Robbie Anderson apparently like according to like. Twitter and the stories that I've heard is um, apparently Robbie Anderson is just a huge Matt Rule guy. So the minute that he got fired, um, that just caused like a little bit of rift between him and the organization. And then the bad quarterback play. Um, I don't think he thought it was Matt Rule's thought, fault, fault rather. Um, 
I think he thought it was the quarterback play, which is a fair point because Baker's look like shit. Um, we don't know what Darnold looks like, and then PJ looks like. I mean, he's just he just isn't ready for it. So he's just bad. Um, just I put put that in there. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, let's move on to uh second to last uh segment here on the show. Uh, frauds through week six or sorry, we through week six. Yeah, I mean, it is unbelievable to think that we are going to be seven weeks into the NFL after Sunday. Uh, does not do well with my brain, but. We all came to the show with a fraud uh, team that's looked really good through uh, six weeks, but we'll probably drop off through the back half of the season. So, Jordan, why don't you give us your NFL fraud? Yeah, my fraud is going to be the Titans, which I I think it's honestly like a a compliment to even call them frauds, because to be a fraud, you have to have actually done something. Um, They're they're three and two right now, leading their division, which is so far proved to be a pretty crappy division. Um, the Titans, I think they, they can win one way and one way only. And that's by running the ball. I think this, this loss of AJ Brown has severely hindered them offensively. And I think, uh, yeah, I I don't, I don't really see them getting it done this week against Indy. Um, yeah, I I don't think the Titans go anywhere this, this year. I don't think they win the division. Yeah. I, they have not looked great. Um, Tannehill's not good. Uh, I think I'm finally ready to say that Tannehill's just not good. Um, and he's just not going to bring this team anywhere and, and they're not going to have a bright future. But I'm going to pick the New York Giants as my fraud. I'm going to pick the Giants as my fraud because I know they're 5-1 and one and they look really, really good and they just beat the Ravens. But honestly, you know, this team is has still at the end of the day no talent um, and one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. So while you're saying is this team good, Yes, but are they like a great team? Like, is there, or is are they as good as their record shows? Absolutely fucking not. Um, I think the there's a it's really hard right now to put teams in the fraud category because of the fact that a lot of teams have just been really bad for this for these first six games. Um, so but nevertheless, putting the Giants in there, um, I don't think that they'll have uh, as much success going forward for the rest of the season. I just think the lack of talent catches up at some point. Mine is a fun one. I'm going with the Eagles. Um, they're a fraud to me. I know, I know know, that's a fucking hot take. I know, but I just want to read off like their wins. They, they beat the jets 21 or sorry. Wait, they, yeah, sorry. They not, that's not, doesn't count. They beat the lions 38 to 35 just by field goal. They, they beat up on the Vikings 24 to seven. They beat the commanders 24 to eight. They beat the Jaguars 29 to 21. They beat the Cardinals 20 to 17. That could, that was a 50, 50 game. And then they just beat the Cowboys 26 to 17. They were trying to give that game away. The Eagles have a very te- like a very big tell. And basically they kick ass in the first half. And then in the second half, they have a really tough time scoring. Um, all these teams that they've beat have an asterisk against their name. Like the Lions are terrible, commanders are terrible. Vikings have Kirk Cousins, and that was a primetime game, which is when he usually fails. Um, Cardinals have just a weird situation over there. And you can't really fault the Cardinals because that was like a weird clock thing. Um, and then the Cowboys, they have Cooper Rush as their quarterback and not Dak Prescott. Um, I think this Eagles team is very young. And I don't think that we're going to find out that they're a fraud in this in this regular season. But I think in the postseason, when they actually have to face a team that, you know, maybe they go up against like a Tampa or a team that's like, you know, been there before, has a little bit more experience because this Eagles team is still extremely young. I think if the... Eagles go up against a team that is equally as good as on offense as they are on defense. They're really going to struggle because the whole reason the Eagles won was the Cowboys couldn't do anything on offense in the second half yet. The Eagles also couldn't do anything on offense in the second half. They just barely held on and they were playing against Cooper rush. Like I said, Um, like for the rest of the way, they're playing the Steelers, Texans, commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans, Giants, bears, Cowboys, again, saints and giants. That's the easiest schedule. And the in like the whole fucking uh league we're not going to notice it in this regular season but i really think when we go to the playoffs the eagles are not going to be what they actually like they could they could win they they could go undefeated the rest of the season i still don't think they're going to do that well in the postseason yeah i don't think it's a horrible take i don't see them going undefeated um i think it's just too hard in this league uh i think like i myself i don't see them making it to the super bowl but could i see them get into the nfc championship absolutely and i think you know, with Jalen Hurts only in his, is it his second or third year? 
I believe it's his third. It's his third. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an absolute win if, if Jalen Hurts gets to the NFC Championship this year. Um, so my question for you is, Max, like, it, if they're frauds, what does that mean? Does that mean a first-round exit? Um, well, I think, like, a lot – I think, like, the – the the public right now sees them as like the only undefeated team and they probably see them as going against the bills in the in the super bowl and i think if they don't make the super bowl like they're frauds and i honestly i know that's a little bit like if they make the um championship like then like they had a really good season relatively but i think like I honestly don't think you're going to see in the regular season. I just think it's going to be that postseason, and I don't know who they're going to play. So it's a little bit hard to for me to answer that question right now. But like, I can honestly see Tampa getting their shit together after Thanksgiving, and you're going up against a quarterback in Tom Brady who has so much experience in this, and it's Jalen Hurts who doesn't have as much experience. And then Tampa already, by your own admission, Jordan has the best defense in the league. Um, like, if they just put it together with their offense, like they could easily take down the Eagles. So. I think if they don't make it anywhere but the Super Bowl or maybe the championship, like they're going to be an issue or it's going to be um, a fraud season for me. Just I don't I have them as Super Bowl favorites or not Super Bowl favorites, but going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think, but I still believe that if they make the NFC championship, that's still considered a good season and not fraudulent in a sense. Uh, I, I would say I would consider fraudulent as the first round exit, to be honest. Yeah. And I could see that happening to them. Like I could see them getting a first round exit depending on who they play. I just don't know. Agreed. Agreed. The, yeah, I just don't know what the playoff like looks like right now because it's a little too early. All right. Well, I'm sure my uh, our Philly listeners will not like to hear that coming out of your fucking mouth. But... We do actually have a solid amount of Philly listeners, so I'm sure they're gonna cut between. That's why I try to keep it early. I try to keep it like 76ers friendly. I was trying to uh, reduce the amount of hate I'm gonna get. Yeah, no, they're um they're passionate about their sports teams, just no doubt. But so are we. So fuck them. Uh, last thing I want to get into uh NBA MVP predictions. Uh, who do you guys think is gonna take home the MVP this year? A lot of candidates, a lot of fucking candidates this year. Um, Max, why don't you start? I think it's gonna be Giannis. Um, I I honestly think as much as I love Jokic and he's my favorite player, they're not gonna give it to him three years in a row. That's just not how the NBA works. Um. And I know they like like a lot of diversity in their MVP picks. I think Giannis is going to be an absolute beast. I think he's extremely pissed off that um, he didn't win last year. I think this Bucks team is really solid, and the only reason they didn't advance past the Celtics is Chris Middleton, in my opinion. And I think they're going to try hard in the regular season, and I think they're going to try hard in the postseason. I think they're going to try hard in the regular season, and I think they're going to try hard in the postseason. And I'm really high on the Bucks and Giannis, and I just think it's going to be Giannis. Jordan. This was so tough for me. Uh, I love Luca being the favorite. I think he deserves to be the favorite. If I had to pick someone, I would pick Luca because I think he's going to have an unbelievable statistical season. Um, I also think with Giannis, there's going to be some voter fatigue. I think Embiid, he just struggles to play a full season, and he has Harden, who's going to take away from some stats from him. Uh, for Jokic, like – how hard is it to go back to back to back, right? Uh, and he's getting his teammate back. He's going to take some stats from him. I think this is going to be an unbelievable year from Luca, and I do see the Mavs as a top four seed. Um, so I would bet Luca if I had to, but I do want to throw in. The, I think the best value is Jason Tatum, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, after we just saw what he did tonight, I mean, obviously we're gonna we're gonna hop on those odds, but uh, I was gonna say Luca as well for basically every single reason you just said. Uh, statistically, I think he's going to go fucking ridiculous, especially with Brunson gone now as well. Um, even more of the scoring load will be on him. So I will, I'm expecting him to, you know, possibly could have a Russ triple double average type season. Uh, I don't think that is completely out of the question to say for Luka Doncic this year, especially losing Brunson. Uh, a lot of the assists and scoring now, uh, will be on his shoulders. So expect a huge season from Luka, put your money on Luka responsibly, but Jason Tatum, what are Jason Tatum's odds? Uh, plus twelve hundred. I, I mean, he's, he, wait, he's one, two, three, four, five. He's sixth right now. Yeah, I mean, he he looked so good tonight, uh, and I think he's gonna continue this up all season. You want to talk about a guy being fucking angry? I think this guy's pissed for the way he played in the finals and letting his team in all of Boston down. I'm sure he saw all the hate and all the slander, and he thinks he's been working out this summer. Um, what I really love for, for not to get into a Jason Tatum tangent, but he was like 
doubling guys tonight. They were sending doubles like crazy. Uh, Tatum was getting in the passing lanes, deflecting a shit ton of passes, getting steals, running in transition. This guy just looks like a completely different basketball player than we saw in the finals last year, and I couldn't be more happy. Uh, so, yeah, get on those odds as well because I do think that he could average around 30 this season if he's going to continue to play like this. He played angry, uh, and it was fun to watch. But that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. Make sure to download. Uh, go follow the socials. The link will be in the description in the link tree. Go follow the TikToks. Go follow the fucking Instagram. Follow us on all your social medias. Uh, leave a uh, rating as well. I think we're officially ranked on Apple Music Charts, Max, right? Yeah, we're ranked on four different charts um, on Apple Podcast. Uh we got sports, uh, like just the sports chart, and then we're ranked in the sports bat, like sports slash basketball charts, um, and then yeah, we've got listeners all over the world. So thank you all so much for listening. Um, we have a bunch of shows about a bunch of different topics, going over hockey, UFC, basketball, betting, um, fantasy football, football. We got everything you can think of. So thank you all for listening so much. We appreciate it. Uh, that's it. Peace. See ya. Peace.